to episode 147 of the No Presidium podcast, the voice of everything immersive. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from NoPro headquarters in Los Angeles, California. This week on the show, we have the co-creators of The Guest and the Host Make Music. That would be director Spencer Williams and musician Andrew Herringer. We're going to talk about uh, the their show in a couple of minutes. Uh, it's it's like at the fringe of the fringe in the Hollywood fringe. Um, I'm still not entirely certain if it's selling tickets through the website or not, uh, but who cares? We've got we've got time to figure that out. Um, we've got time to, to to book through. There's only a few slots anyway. This is a very interesting experiential music um, participatory. Oh man, I already said experiential, so I can't say experience. Oh, and he did. He did. He went ahead and said experiential experience. Take a drink. Uh, take a drink. <laughs> I don't know if it's a drink you should be taking if I say experiential experience. Um, we have been talking a lot about the language lately uh, over there and everything immersive and sometimes in the Slack channel. Um, maybe we'll rant about that in a bit. Uh, when we come back on the other side. First, we do have a little bit of business. Wait, wait, don't go away. First, let's just thank the people who... Let's thank the people who make this show possible. Stick around for that. There's some new friends. Tim Beadle, Thomas Meston, Macklin Zilber. Thank you all for joining the crusade this week. Um, hope you guys uh, got your episode of The Irregular. Yes, occasionally which usually means once a week, sometimes n- not at all. Uh, I jump on and do a, uh, a little irregular podcast, and that goes out only to the Patreon backers. Patreon.com slash no proscenium. You get that at the $5 level. Um, frankly, you know, it doesn't take up space the way a coffee mug would. So let's just be, let's be realistic about that. Also, would you guys want swag? I don't really want to get in the business of like making and shipping garbage but um if people want stuff uh hit me up uh maybe it's just a few of you want things uh in which case i'll i'll grant you the license to make make your own but um it's something i feel weird about so we've never offered it but hey brave new world brave new world there's some fun stuff on the horizon i'm just gonna put it that way um it'll all make sense as time goes on speaking of of we do have something we could use your help with right now and that's spreading word about the podcast this thing right here and the website nopersinium.com we are gonna go through some expansion again uh and this is the year that no pro goes pro and the first wave of any gopro attempt is uh let more people know so all the silly things that uh, everyone in the digital world asks, the like and share stuff, reviews on the podcast, that would be great. If you really love the show, drop a review on iTunes. It helps people discover in the Apple universe. Um, sharing the, the, the Facebook page, liking the Facebook page. I know it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. I don't like doing any of this stuff. I don't like saying it. I don't like doing it myself. But we're fighting a war against the machines. Skynet's already taken over, and we just don't realize it yet, right? Like, it is, it is, Skynet is here, man. It's totally here. Like, they didn't even need bombs, man. They just, like, needed, like, bots, 
right? Like, let's, oh, wrong podcast. Sorry. Uh, anyway, like and share. Tell people about the Twitter. Uh, tell people about the Instagram. Tell people about Tell people about the website if there's a review that helped you out. If if there if the now playing sections help you, please 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 please. If you rely on this stuff, let people know. It's the only way we grow. There, speech done. Let's get back to the matter at hand. Um, Spencer Williams is the producer of Walk the Night, which is in Omaha. It's been going on for a few years. Uh, his buddy uh, Andrew is a music a musician and a music producer. They met in um, they met in theater uh, school back in college, uh, like over a decade ago. Uh, you get some chuckles about that from me. Uh, by chuckles, I mean pain about how how time continues to march forward uh, relentlessly. Um, these two have been uh, through a lot together over the years, uh, and uh, they've come up with this new experience. Uh, they both have, uh, they both, and Spencer makes immersive theater. Uh, Andrew has a love of immersive theater, and they wanted to create, they wanted to create a quintessential music creation experience. Um, only said experience once there. You can't drink, uh, and they did it with this piece the guest and the host make music uh, i got to beta test it a few weeks back uh, i really 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 dug it um i gave them some notes looks like they've incorporated some of those notes i'm excited to see how that plays out and um yeah this this is uh this is an unexpected um an unexpected detour in our adventures here in los angeles and um this is kind of a this is an experimental episode too you'll you'll see we mess around with some stuff um i mean come on we're, we're in the music studio. Of course, we're going to mess around with some stuff. I'll see you on the other side, and we'll talk about the Oculus Go. Ooh, I said it. All right. See you in a minute. Or 45, however long this thing is. So where the hell am I right now? Because we're not in... I came to you guys this time, and this is not the Yeti. This is this is unusual circumstances. We are Andrew, maybe since it's your place. Yeah. So we're uh, we're at my studio up in the Hollywood Hills. Um, an undisclosed an undisclosed location. I cannot talk with shit tonight. <laughs> it's a stressful drink, day. Yeah, drink so. your drink your water. We can yeah. chill out. We could even listen to the. We could even listen to your piece a little bit. Oh no, now. let's let's save that for a minute. Oh, okay. Let's, save, let's like, got, got I want to want to slide into that. Yeah. Lovely. Oh yeah. No. Lovely. We we've started though, so like. Don't, oh, it's yeah, too late. It's now. too late now. No, too late. No, there's no. there's no stopping. Uh, you were saying it. We're we're up in uh, we're up in Beechwood Canyon here. Uh, that I call it the gateway to the Hollywood sign, and uh, at my studio, and um, yeah, this is where we've been putting on the guest and the host to make music. And Spencer, you're the producer of this. Yeah, producer, co-creator, director. I think <laughs> one of those, some, one, some combination of that. Yeah. So I've been talking to people about this since I did it, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to explain because people are saying like, oh, is it, is like, is there a story, is there a show? And I'm like, oh, no, no, it is what you said. You make music. Like it is a, it is a music experience, yeah. but there is design here oh, and, yeah. and, and, um, and, and there's a, there's an air of mystery. So like, how are you guys talking about this show? How are you pitching it to people? Uh, well, we, we've. It, the boiled down version of it, which is, I mean, the title in and of itself is what the experience is, right? The guest and the host make music. You're the guest. 
Andrew's the host. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the uh, tagline that we've been using is, uh, it's a recording experience that literally anyone can participate in. Right. The, uh, so if you were to describe it to someone, the, the things that we've, that we've landed on is, is really, um, we, we set the piece so that you get out of it what you bring into it. Um, it it's, it's a song that comes from you. Uh, essentially. So it's rather than just going in and making music and feeling like you have to perform or uh, reach a certain level of professionality, um, even from, from answering and submitting at the beginning, it just becomes about what song do you want to make and how are you going to create? What place are you at? Yeah. Um, which is where the three questions come from. The super, uh, <laughs> the, the super heady description of it for us, uh, we were just talking about this earlier today, we really combined our interactions, which is this sort of combination of two books, um, mm. uh, or two main authors, um, Joseph Campbell for one, and then this book, um, Free Play, Improvisation mm. and Life and Art. Um, they're two books that we really bonded over, uh, and two sort of mindsets that we came, we came together over, and Andrew and my collaboration has been, Jesus, since what, 2005, so, um, so yeah, that, that's really where the collaboration comes from. I had this flash of, like, what year it was, and I was like, oh, God, I was like, 2005, that was, like, three years, I was like, not three, there's a missing number, um, yeah. So, well, well, Campbell, I'm familiar with because of mm-hmm. you know Hero's Journey, uh, Hero of Thousand Faces, mm-hmm. Masks of God, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, free play, I'm I'm not. So, what, what's what's free play? Free play is a book. Um, it's a, he's an he's an artist. Stephen, what's his last name? It's over there. Oh. <laughs> I was yeah, what's his name? Steven. Oh, are these are, are are these books deliberately placed? No, these are deliberately placed. Everything okay. in the space, space that you're in is actually quite deliberately placed. Yeah, that's that's kind of amazing because the because you're like, oh, the, yeah, the books are over here, and I'm like, oh yeah, the Joseph Campbell Companion. I got that. Wait a second, why uh, are those conveniently out? Yeah, yeah. So, everything, it, adding to the description, I guess, going back to what Andrew said, everything that's around you is, uh, while it's casually placed, it is it is. We, we spend a lot of time with the, the details so that everything does have a purpose and a reason if you were to, to sort of scrutinize and look at something. Yeah. That does not mean this is an escape room experience. No. This no. is a recording studio. <laughs> Please do not. No. Oh, if I open up this one, I'm no. going to get the clue. It's, yeah, no, it's, you're going to get a shock. Yeah. <laughs> a literal electrical shock. Yeah, Behaviorally, you are to compose yourself and work as if you were a, a, an artist coming into a, right. to a studio session. But you don't need to have... Like, I mean, like I've got... Aside from you know karaoke skills, I've got yeah. zero, like musical skills. Like I can't play the piano, much to my own chagrin. Uh, I feel like my fingers are too chubby for uh, guitar. I know because I tried to pick it up, uh, and yet we through the magic of this device that's in front of us, which Andrew, I'm going to get you to say what's in front of us in sure. a second here. Um, we were able to make a song together, and and. What, what the hell is this thing here? So I use a, re- a recording program called Ableton. And Ableton has a device called a push. And the push is is pretty much a, you know, as, as you see it here, it's, it's this board um, that I can um, really change almost any parameter I want on my computer without having to look at my computer. Mm. And for me, 
the experience of getting rid of the computer so that so that I am having an experience with somebody else, you know, is was really something that we um, was very important to us when we were developing this. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be able to, to you know sit here. We're sitting on these couches. We've got this desk in front of us with all these musical toys, and and I wanted to, to, to be the two of us connecting and making something together. We've got an opportunity we don't normally have in this show, which is to stop talking about it and just show it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you, you, dear, let's 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 kick this into motion. Um, let me know when you're ready to go. I'm ready. All right, you've been ready. Okay, so it'll be a little spoken wordy, but then we'll go from here. So, <laughs> so you, let's do this. You, my dear, are sitting somewhere listening to us talking. And yet, while we're here, there's all these pieces of equipment around. And yet we can not only play something we've made before, but we can probably manipulate it in real time. Yeah. The things that we're saying, changing making music in real time. Andrew has drawn up the recording session we did Now what I'm wondering is what would happen if we started playing with this conversation in the middle of the piece itself. in the middle of this piece he's got a face <laughs> <laughs> the, the choice of being able to go back and put it together I, I, if I'm tracking you yeah oh, I messed up there <laughs> So I think rather than playing, if I understand what you're saying, yeah. uh, rather than playing the piece from the beginning, we could start from the beginning of Make Music Itself, of the experience. Okay. Yeah. And play through that, kind of talk through that piece by piece. Am I, am I tracking with you? No, no. Actually, what I was thinking about is, so we've got, so we're, doing, we're talking about the show, right? Mm. But actually, that's actually an even better idea. It would be to mix the two. So what I'm thinking about is... So we're having a podcast conversation. Maybe we've got this mm-hmm. Ableton board in front of us. And we've got the ability to like manipulate the podcast conversation as we're having it. We've got this song that was made before. And then you've got your own origin story. Yeah. So mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. this point forward, why don't, as we tell the origin story of Make Music, uh, subject it to the experience of Make Music? 
So, so that's like, that's, I, I, I feel you. Step yeah. through the threshold, go through the entire piece uh, throughout the course of the interview. Yeah. Love it. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm into this. We'll take little breaks. Yeah. And just play with it. Experimental mode. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me know. Do you want to clear it out? Here we go. So let's start from the very beginning then. Let's start with... So it would uh, be with pedals. Yeah. Oh, well, not even... I mean, yeah, we can play with like the... the we can oh, go through I'm, the regression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do, go through... Do, 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 do. I... No, 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 we can go through... <laughs> I'm getting all <laughs> we, might, we might need to like take a pause. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking like... Um, yeah, no, start, start off with like how this one came to be. And then as we're talking about that, we can, we can fuck with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, as far as this, the, the origin story in it, yeah. uh, back, what, 13 years ago, uh, Andrew and I met in a direct, in a theater directing class with our, uh, our mentor, one of our mentors, Keith Fowler, and we just started connecting right away. And we've been really collaborating ever since this specific piece started when, uh, I flew in, uh, Andrew in to do the score for Walk the Night, my my mm. series uh, this past summer. And the whole score came really in a similar way to the process of what Make Music is, um, sort of in its infancy. Um, so the score was built around the, the, the dialogue, the scripts, and the timing of, of what we did. Uh, and it kind of came up naturally as a result of that. So we got done with that, and Andrew and I had both discovered immersive theater sort of at the same time. So from there, conversations started about what we love about immersive, um, and all we knew was that we wanted to create something. Um, we wanted to merge our minds in the way that we kind of have for these 13 years and, and create something immersive with it. Um, anything, do you have anything to add? I don't want to... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think for me... Um... Going back to this this book free play that we were talking about a little bit, um, I what I love about the immersive theater movement and and what's going on with that is is that like and 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 you've been going to Campbell too. There's kind of this unknown to it where you get to walk this path where like it's not you're sitting in a chair. It's it's you get. This, I mean you know some of these experiences you they let you loose places and you mm-hmm. get to pick your own adventure with that. Um, and I think that the active audience aspect of that um, and, and the playfulness that comes from being turned loose um, is, is uh, what I got really excited about, about the immersive stuff. And, and what I wanted to bring into this recording experience was that same feeling where somebody comes in here and they sit down and I've got this play place full of musical instruments and, and I tell them like, anything you see here go and and feel free to play with it and make something out of it and we'll you know and i and i become kind of this guide to to just grab you know the pieces of what they're doing out of the air and start to build something out of it with them so what would what would if we were building something out of the air like right now what would that kind of sound like because i want to i don't want to i don't want to give the whole thing away but like just like a, like a, a small why don't Small we start taste. with the soundscape? 
Um, the uh, this guy here. I was thinking more even talking through creating the soundscape with the pedals. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like we, you know, we dive into headphones. Somebody comes in and we dive into headphones. And here, I'm gonna throw in this pedal. Hello. Exactly. So this is where we start. This is where we started. Yeah. Playing with this setup. So we, for me, I just start. I I, I bring in these pedals and and just in this playful way of of you know you just start singing and. start turning knobs and this is something you did immediately in this session i mean you just <laughs> dove in and it was so much fun to work with you because you like you had that that spirit of play immediately oh this and, is a, this is toys this is like walking into uh, a toy chest yeah and there was a fearlessness that you had that um it's it's been an interesting thing to watch people navigate in this process because some people i i don't i i see their own insecurities and worries kind of hold them back you know um and again your yours yours was just <laughs> yeah. to dive in and do it well there's this there's this there's there's knobs and there's no it, there's knobs and no stakes like yeah. in the best way yeah. right there's buttons and no stakes and there's no no stakes or no mistakes nothing mm -hmm. that nothing that can get in the way of just exploring because whoa <laughs> but then the magic of the the thing the thing and I don't want to treat this totally like a spoiler but like <laughs> so there's that the the boxes will do that but that the Ableton then gives you the ability to like build loops up out of it right? mm -hmm. yeah, if you've ever yeah. watched anyone if anyone's out there has ever watched someone build like music live using Ableton it's really kind of amazing because it's just yeah. like here's a bit here's a bit here's a bit and then suddenly there's a song happening exactly. in front of you within seconds mm -hmm. and it can be it can be anything yeah my my first experience with that was uh watching andrew bird perform live mm. um and, and his was the first looped playback live uh composition it was him and then this other artist emily wells um this was like what 2007 um, so even 10 years ago, 2007, 2008, uh, that definitely came back for it is to give someone that experience to have the song happen in front of them. Um, uh, cause the weird, the weird thing is like, I imagine it took you a long time to master this device. And, and yet when you watch someone who knows what they're doing, it, it seems weirdly effortless. <laughs> so maybe you can talk a little bit about like the, the process of, of how you learned th this is the push. Yeah. Like yeah. how you learn the push. Because I know there's a bit of a story to that. Yeah. I mean, um, to be honest, I watched a lot of 12-year-olds on YouTube. <laughs> 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 um, you know, I'd be like, you know, actually Ableton does a really good job of, of throwing tutorials up. But yeah, every time I would hit a hit a problem where I'd be like, I don't know how to do this, I would you know try to type in the keywords. I mean, and that's the incredible thing. Like, I never went to school for audio production. I went to school for theater, oh, and wow. and and that's where Spencer and I met. And but but my life now is music production, and I've been able to pick that up because it's just something I've always loved, and I've been in a lot of recording studios in my life. But at the same time, like you have the internet where. You know, if you don't know what you're doing, you can find a tutorial video on YouTube and someone will guide you through that, you know? So if you have the passion for it, um, there's the resources. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, with the the Ableton push um, specifically, um, I I started using this program um, to, for drum sounds, and and over time, it's 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 a it's a DJ program, um, and and the way of making music is very much in that DJ headspace of you create these like little four bar, eight bar loops, mm. and that becomes the song is is the com is is finding a way to combine all these different loops in different ways you know and that's exactly what um this whole experience is rooted around is you know we spend 45 minutes creating all these different little th you know loops and pieces and then and then we slowly go back and try to figure out how it all builds and we arrange it out together to form you know like a two minute long piece yeah the <laughs> The, the the way that the loop works for uh, for us because to 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 build on what the to build on what the origin was to build on that story it was the ability to reflect back on what you've done that made all the difference mm. um, because professional musicians when you or when you go through this sort of improvisational experience you know I always found like oh it, it, it's satisfying to a degree there's yeah some catharsis there but especially for those of us uh, like myself, who, who we don't, I don't have the proficiency to be able to really hear what I'm doing. I'm so focused on just doing it, giving us that chance to reflect and reflect in the world allows just enough of a of an ability to go back and build on what we created, so that we're not dwelling on something too much, but we have a reference point to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, like instead of instead of just completely being in the now having there be time to look at what has been made, consider it and see how it fits together. Um, because there's, there's this push and pull right in the world as a whole of the moment versus sort of the continuity. And we can yeah. consider the continuity as either the, the past or the future. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, you know, in, in an absolute scientific sense, there's, there's mm -hmm. only now, right? Yeah. You know, we can't, point to the past we can't point to the future you can't visit it it's gone mm -hmm. but we you know the structure of our minds the structure of our society particularly humanity's ability to build institutions whether mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. of words or of stone and if i can add on to that the structure of language itself yeah oh absolutely absolutely well and oh, we could well, there's a there's a rabbit hole right there. Yeah, like, talk it, about like well, the nature of language and like you know the war of meaning. Right? Well, it, no, it seems that way, right? Yeah. It seems like it's a rabbit hole. But the, the piece was originally called uh, a dialogue through music, and it right theory only is is only good to the point where it serves to concretely focus on intent and serve the piece. Mm -hmm. um, the the whole point for us was to to talk through play to communicate through play and to have those to have reference points to have an ability to to communicate um to keith fowler our the our drama mentor when we met 13 years ago uh only uh he, he said the purpose of artist is communication mm -hmm. um so then that plays into theater and, and anything else as yeah. well so i mean language and that part of the reference to the past as theoretical as we want to get about it 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 really is just that presence, uh, the, the presence in the way in which we connect. Yeah. Well, it's the, tool, it's the tool that we have to connect. And then in the moment we change by using the tool to communicate, we're also changing the tool. Mm -hmm. Right. And as we change the tool, we create a new now. Mm -hmm. That new now be, 
you know, ultimately becomes a past, but also forges ahead to the future. I've been reading a lot of Kinwilber lately. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But there's, but there's, but, and that comes out of my own desire to, to really explore the moment, right? Like Mm. for me, what's so interesting about immersive is that, is the idea of presence and Mm. the idea of making a moment that's really alive. Mm. And, kind of giving people the opportunity to, you know, uncover themselves mm. uh, through exploration. Yeah. Yeah. I may have also been watching Westworld before I got over here. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, is one of the themes. Don't don't say anything. I'm not spoiling. But it's it's a clear it's a clear yeah. theme of, of, of that show yeah. as well. It, it, yeah. it, what you're saying reminds me of of another thing that I remember a lot from college is poetry professor uh, Michael Bryan said, which is um, poetry uh, teaches us the things we didn't know we knew. Um, mm. and it's, it's that sort of, uh, reveal that happens in that moment where we connect with something in a completely new way that also has that, uh, that has a resonance, uh, from the past that for me is, is, is also what, what immersive theater can do, um, in that sort of experiential and participatory way yeah. that is, is so, yeah, it was groundbreaking for me. It's groundbreaking at the same time. It's like, it's stretching back to just the primacy of, of play, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, the there's this this impulse that we all have and sort of work. I mean, the fact that there's a work-play dichotomy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, like the adult world is work and work is mm-hmm. this way and work is something you can't enjoy. Like, I know I can't. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's something that that uh, is is traditionally opposed to play. Mm. And yet we all know that the most fulfilling work, mm. your vocation, calling, mm. has that sense of play, is mm. an extension yeah, of play. Yes, yes. You know, and and that play is about it's it's the place where you're you're forging new meaning. Mm. It's a place where you're changing things mm. as opposed to a place where you're, you know, moving things around mm. and just like keeping the order that already exists mm. and being very, very clean. Yeah. Um, the sense of being alive versus being a cog. I, I, f- I found myself a number of years ago uh, getting uh, extreme writer's block. Mm. Um, and um, I, you know, I've, I've always wanted to do music. I've always had a passion for music, but something um, was keeping me from creating anything. And, and I, I had this overly, um, overly, uh, uh, the the editor in my brain was keeping me from making anything. I, I before I could even play, there was this worry about like, will people like it? You know, it's it's the the, the idea of I was already projecting out into the future. What yeah. will people think? What will people you know? Will this be accepted? Will I like it? Does you know? Will it matter? All that kind of stuff. And so I think a big part of this whole process for me and the last couple of years has been about like how do I for myself? How do I build a uh, you know, a process where I, I just could play for a while and I don't think about what it means and what it is. And then, and then I get to step back and listen to it. And, and, and I think the, the process that we, the experience that we've developed is that in, in an hour, yeah. we sit here and we just make stuff really quick, you know, for half an hour, 45 minutes. And then, you know, for the last section of it, we, we go through it and we, we figure out, Oh, what did we make? And how can we build this out? And, and you, and you, you have that, um, you get to you get to have the moment to be the artist, and you have to get the moment to be the editor, and and you walk away with a song. Mm-hmm. 
that's that idea of like creating a place where you can just play and before you step back and look at it i, I was flashing on you know meisner technique mm-hmm. and you know the exercise and just like getting people to be fully present mm-hmm. in that moment what's happening right now and there's there's nothing outside of there of that moment mm-hmm. um and just how much how much of our lives we spend you know not in the moment mm-hmm. and and maybe even like how much of sort of the 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 spiritual sickness that has like infested the society as a whole <laughs> is, are these it's like the people in power right now seem to really they desperately want to be in the moment where they have no consequences, mm. right? Where they they just want to be able to say what they want to say mm-hmm. and it not mean anything, mm-hmm. like no one take offense and yeah. no one like just 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 want that that thing all. That's it, yeah. and 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 there's they're going the way they're going because like we don't have structures in our society to let people touch that moment. Yeah. Well, you know? if I could if I could even add on to what um uh, to what you're saying, Noah, the the, the 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 difference between um a collaborative uh a collaborative process versus the the forced political process mm-hmm. is there's no um <laughs> there there there's no loop for lack of a better word there's no they they want to have what they say not have an effect on somebody as opposed to build off of what the effect is yeah it's it's unidirectional yeah um as opposed to that sort of bi-directional yeah you're also and i have to i have to also uh vocalize you're looking at uh at the forks now oh, yeah right? no, it all, actually all might be a good right uh <laughs> a good transition into it <laughs> i was grabbing one and just like how does this so these are tuning forks that are on the table what, 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 did we play with these we did i didn't yeah. get a strike you struck but i didn't i i, I we struck it on my knee the, we can't even go back into the world I got uh, there. Uh, sound baths have become a thing over the last couple of years, and yeah. especially like out north towards the Joshua Tree. And um, and what I love about these tuning forks is that it kind of has that feeling of of what those sound baths do. And it, it also on the, on a play level, like a tuning fork is kind of the simplest tool that you can you strike it and it makes a tone, and you don't have. There's there's not a series of notes that you can choose from. It's it's one note. Yeah. You know, so it, we we pull these out at the beginning of the process, um, and the, this experience because uh, because it, it's it kind of we slowly just keep getting start getting people playing with with sounds mm. with with sound makers. <laughs> Here we are, so thirty-year-old <laughs> man playing with tuning forks. Oh, I wish I was a thirty-year-old man still. So. <laughs> three grown men. I said three grown men. Three grown men. They said thirty-year-old men. I was like, yeah. I misheard. Too, too, too much. Too much. Too much sugar today. Um, but that's what we got. To, yeah. Well, I guess I should just uh, describe it. That that was holding the three different tuning forks to it. It wasn't just one of us. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is part of that interplay. And I think. Uh, is this? I think this sound cue here, um, that is from your. Um, yeah. That's that's your voice plus one of those tuning forks. That was the beginning of our of our jam together. That yeah. Day. Yeah, um, your voice and the tuning forks through the pedals. I, I think yeah. I think, you know, about this track. One of the things that I love is there's there's a keyboard section in here. Um, 
I don't know if you know where it is and on that. Probably not. Keyboard yeah. section. Let's look here. Like, there's a keyboard section in there, and what I love about it is the fact that I cannot play the piano, and yet that is me playing the keyboard. You know, it's, it's the bomb, bomb, bomb. Yes, yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, it's this guy. Like, I love the fact, like, I can't play the keyboard, and yet there I am playing the keyboard. <laughs> and I think that's, like, the beautiful because thing. It's been giddy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The beautiful thing about um, using, like, loops is that you can just kind of find, like, I can kind of let somebody experiment and play for a minute, a minute and a half, and I can go to that, like, you know, that... You know, this the part probably, that works. Yeah, like 12, <laughs> there's 12 seconds that, yeah. that felt great or whatever. Or, you know, I think the day of, you you started playing that thing. And I was like, yes, yes, that's cool. And we just captured it immediately. And, and again, like when it comes back to play here, like all you have to do, like you don't need theoretical knowledge. You mm -hmm. just need to know what feels good. Yeah. You know? No, that's it's, it's great on this end in that you just follow your instinct and then you've got the job of you. Andrew had the job of, of like carving that up yeah. And, yeah. and structuring yeah. it. We're we're the editor so that you don't have to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and getting and like there's a whole thing about it for you know, for actors is like getting out of your own way or writers get out of your own way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know this idea. You know you had your writer's block, right? And because your editor would, um, you know, stop, 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 stop you. And and there's something about having someone else to be the editor to give you permission to just go, uh -huh. right? Someone come along, just, 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 I don't care uh, what you write. Just give me a thousand words, uh -huh. a thousand uh -huh. words of garbage. And it's fine. You know, I don't care how this scene's going to play out here in rehearsal. I just want you to chase this objective freely. And you think about like when you're working with a director mm -hmm. and they really know what they're doing, they will, they'll, they'll see the actor wanting to do something and give them permission to do it and just kind of let them range out. And then, you know, on the next take, be like, okay, this time, you know, I'm going to exactly. shave this off and then exactly. like, hit this part here, yeah. you know. It's one of the, it's one of the great things uh, that, that, our, that our directing mentor was great about doing is putting, you just work with what's there. You work with the, the performer that you have. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like we've, uh, I think we've talked about it before. You, you direct the play you have, you direct the piece that you have, not the piece that you want. Yeah. Um, and so like it's okay to come in with like a vision yes you know yes. like that's that's fine it's it's when someone's like trying to like push that vision mm. like and like it's like like trying to shove like maybe you've got maybe you've got too much clay and you're trying to shove into the mold right mm. you know mm -hmm. or maybe you don't have enough and so you get this really hollow you know think it's like and the mold is what i've got yeah right yeah. but like to make something that's of proper structure you got to like fit the mold to the clay exactly exactly vision is what's in front of you and and the big picture it's not one more than the other yeah um uh there's something there's something very we've had a very kind of fractal experience here and there's something like really that makes sense given that's the thing about digital is that it allows you to create these loops. It allows you to take these disparate parts. You know, I'm I'm thinking suddenly of supercuts, like mm. supercut um, videos. Mm. You know, here's a thousand kisses. You know, here's a thousand punches. You know, and that people spend a lot of time and effort putting those together, and people love them, right? Yeah. Or Lord's got a song supercut, right? Mm. You know, which is mm. actually it's a great song, even better when it's performed live. Mm. And and this idea of like, you know feedback loops 
and how important feedback loops are in our society mm. and and the entire internet as a structure is based off mm-hmm. feedback loops mm-hmm. and yet culturally that I keep going back to this like you know meta thing like we're we're having trouble figuring out how to make the feedback loops in our own culture mm. work um, because I think it still feels alien and foreign and like we're not teaching along those lines so we're not we're not sort of obsessing over these types of tools and mm. get everyone comfortable with them and 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 folks are so they're attached to outcome or they're attached mm. to vision and mm. they're not they're not letting themselves go into the process of like hearing the feedback loop mm. and mm. and yeah i don't know i've started doing this process with a couple artists um and and going going along on what you're saying there like uh, there's there's one artist in, in particular where she and I we're just gonna make like 15 of these mm-hmm. ideas and at some point we'll go back and and see what we have but at first it's just jumping purely into the play of it all you yeah. know and just allowing ourselves to just go through that mm-hmm. and not have to not have to from the beginning worry about like what is the record we're making. Like we're just going it with with you know abandoned almost yeah. the record yeah. emerges the piece emerges yeah, yeah. Um, well emergent gameplay right mm-hmm. you know like I mean and it's everyone and on the, in Silicon Valley people chasing AI right like trying to like get computers to have emergent consciousness right yeah. like this yeah. is this is the road of of course we're stumbling on in the dark as a society because like that's what we're doing across the board like no one knows no one knew what the internet was going to do to us no one right. knew what I mean, if it wasn't for the internet, if it wasn't for all that connection, we wouldn't have gotten immersive where it is now because mm-hmm. it wouldn't be this desperate need to be mm-hmm. alive in the moment and away from a screen, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I really feel like the part of the beauty about this whole piece is that, um, you know, when we live through our lives, a lot of times, you know, you're thinking about the past or you're thinking about the future and that brings you depression or anxiety or whatever and and people come in here, and I, I found that, and I, and I think this is one of the beautiful things about creating art, and, um, but, I, but I, what I love about this experience is that people who may not have an opportunity to usually create art come in, mm-hmm. and for an hour, they drop into the moment, this moment, filled with play, filled with music, and they forget about whatever those worries are. Yeah. And, and I think that's just, I mean, that, that wasn't our, our goal setting out doing this, but it's become this thing where people keep using the word therapeutic when they talk about this experience. And it's, and to me, that's like where just, it, it like really just hits me in the heart because, you know, when I can, when I feel people coming in here and like genuinely like it's, it up, it's uplifting for them. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's, there's this healing element that I wasn't, you know, neither of us, that was not our, yeah. our purpose at all. We, and, and we don't, there's a, we pointedly don't think of it or say therapy expressly. That's really what someone brings into it or someone gets yeah. out of it. And we don't want that weight to be there unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people do, a lot of people do bring that in and bring that type of connection in. Yeah. We just had, uh, yeah, we've just, we just had someone come through who, who said that yesterday? Yeah. Um, well, there's definitely something. I mean, th- there's this current in the immersive space where like people are finding things very therapeutic because we don't often get permission to be present. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, from other people. Right. Like we're not given permission to just be ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
you know, by other people. We're, we're asked to take on a role, and which is kind of really ironic because some of the things in the design of immersive, when you're being really smart about it, like you're crafting the role, you're figuring out what role you're putting the audience into, but by if you set it up right, someone is just able to ease into it and yeah. then bring themselves to the role mm -hmm. as opposed mm -hmm. to like, you know, being, again, forced into a mold yeah. that they, they, they don't well, want to be in. It's, it's exactly where uh, Joseph Campbell and the Heroes and the Hero with a Thousand Faces come in, comes into it. Everybody comes in with their own journey. Everybody mm -hmm. comes in ready to fill the role that they're ready to play. And what we try to do within the Sonar landscape is respond to that and build on that. Um, so uh, it, it's, it's that way that we're able to craft a journey that is someone's journey, that is the person who sits across from us. Um, it's us. I'm I'm sitting across. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I, I'm a little. Back. I'm a little camera. Yeah. My, I am this way talking about technology. I, I'm I a wanna, miniature camera. I mean, I, and but, I want to point out, like, I I love the fact that you guys have the camera. I mean, clearly it's so to make sure like no one goes like cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Yeah. Start smashing stuff, right? Like, there's that. Um, but it's also, I mean, it's just it's just the the thing to do, right? You mm -hmm. know, like, for, particularly if someone, I mean, there's a layer, there's a way. Like, if if yes. if you're if, if you're someone with concerns, you'd be like, oh, wait, wait, I'm going up where? Mm. To, like, a strange man's house? To, like, do what? Where? When? You know, and actually that, that little camera with that light, you know, knowing that, oh, there's there's a record. Yeah, there's a... There's a record. There's, there's the audio record. There's a video record. It's yeah, like, and, there's, there's and being, being, up, being up front uh, with people and just saying, look, this is... This is these are the parameters of the behavior, um, and we're holding ourselves to those standards. You need to hold yourselves to yeah. those standards as part of the, the terms and conditions. Um, uh, that's that has to be the norm for what uh, for what we do. Um, yeah. and, and it's not it's not that someone's going to come in with malicious intent. It's that in an escape room, a person who's an escape room fanatic needs to know that, like you say, you, you know, we don't want things pulled off the walls. Yeah. It's an instrument, and you have to treat the instrument. You have to treat the toy with the respect. Yeah. Um, and and treat the person that you're sitting across with respect. Yeah. Um, but it is it. But the the other truth of it is that my my being able to watch um, and listen, uh, even as 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 you two are in that experience, right? I'm able to be a third eye to take notes and to look down and to see and to help frame what the piece is based on what the based on descriptions and what the follow-up is and what the, and what the interaction is. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if, if that, if that, if that will make sense, haha, the teaser, that yeah. will make much more sense to people who go through it and yeah. follow the, the remaining, the, the, the last sort of step in the process. Right. Um, uh, which you, which you actually helped create your, your yeah. coming in with the beta, uh, put that, put that piece in. Yeah. Um, and which will which we won't we won't yeah. del delve into yeah. that there. No, no, but, no. Yeah, no. I I think I knew what you were talking about. I was like, well, I can say it, but like, <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, you mean like this part? <laughs> um, but but that's but that's one of the things I really like that what you guys have done as a whole is that you've approached this. There been there would be a way to do this where it would just be like put the stuff out, you know, come on up, you know, here's where you're gonna go, come on in, play, blah blah blah, done. But you have thought through creating an experience of it, yeah, yeah. you know, like you've thought through the lighting, you've thought through how someone, the traversal to, mm -hmm. to the spot, mm -hmm. you know, um, it can sound like it, <laughs> if the work wasn't being done, 
talking about this in terms of like Campbell's hero's journey, someone could go like, that's some pretentious bullshit. What are yeah, they doing? Yeah. But it's like, no, the work's being done. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's, it's not just like, Oh, like, well, anytime you open a door is crossing a threshold. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, like exactly. anytime you've gone to like a strange place, like now we're like going to meet with the goddess cause we're sitting down in a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And a lot of people, for a lot of people, like that's their way of approaching, you know, particularly the hero's journey, which has been like, I mean, if, if it was a sacred piece of vellum that mm. had been passed from like screenwriter to screenwriter in this town, it would be so translucent by now. Yeah, you know, yeah. there'd be like nothing left because everyone's just scraped off every layer of this this rhythm. Like yeah. what it is, it, mm-hmm. it's it's a poetic rhythm, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like maybe it's old and busted at this point, but so are sonnets, and mm-hmm. a really well done sonnet is still an amazing thing. Yeah. You know, a really well done hero's journey is still an amazing thing. Well, and and that's why we don't we don't put it, it's a hero's journey through music <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the description. That's not it's not what it's about, but it's at the root of it. And, yeah. and I really appreciate I, I truly appreciate um, that that you that you that you found that um, and that uh, and, and what your description of that is. You know, yeah. pretension root word pretend. Uh, we're we're not pretending that that's what it is. That that was at the onset of of what we. Did and yeah. why we made these things. It's we're not pretending. Uh, we're not just throwing things haphazardly in front of people and saying, "Great, go, go play and make of this what you will." We're we're making it with you. Yeah. Um. And it's it. You know, it's it's like the right editor, the right piece. You don't feel it, but it's there. Well, it's like if you've taken up a meditation practice. Mm. The difference between a guided meditation or having someone to or someone to like train you in it versus just trying to sit. And mm. be quiet, and and it can help a lot mm. to have that guide there. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. um, how, yeah. I mean that, and and this is the interesting thing about participatory experiences as a whole, whether they have a narrative element or not. This mm. idea of how much work goes into the design of the experience, mm. so that someone feels like they're free, or someone feels like they're getting something. Uh, of of a sort of transcendent value out of it that they might not be able to put their finger on because they're they're not touching the design mm-hmm. like the design is like un, is the bones of the piece they're touching the surface you know they're mm. they're playing with a tuning fork they're fiddling with a knob they're making a sound they're using a shaker mm, picking up a guitar right yeah. they may be doing any of that stuff but they're not touching the design mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the magic of this stuff is that's mm-hmm. where the magic mm-hmm. of, of, a, of immersive and experiential is mm. um, thinking in terms of magic because I'm thinking in terms of misdirection and like you know what you can do to you know take advantage of the exploits exactly. of the human eye right? yeah. you know the things that we can't see here are supporting yeah. you know, supporting the participant in creating cool. Magic is is that sleight of hand that creates a change that appears from nowhere. Yeah. Um, uh, and and that's I, I I thank you very much uh, for that too. That uh, be, because that's another thing that we that we played with. Um, we wanted it to feel sort of magical and for the world to to appear. You know, you see the playground, but we uh, it's it's another part of the design. It it took it took a while. It mm-hmm. took a while to make this. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's uh, it it also took a lot of tests. Um, How long have you guys have been beta testing this? Three uh, months. Uh, since three well, months? Two, right? two months. Two, two months, months of beta. Yeah. It was it was a good month of conversation, and then the two of us 
just going back and forth and testing it. Um, I'm a person who's somewhat proficient in music, not like trained in any way, shape or, shape or form, but I have, uh, I have, uh, I know, I, I have an ear and I have a rhythm. Um, so it was a good starting point. Mm -hmm. Aside from it, making sure that it was an easy relationship that we could build on. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was musicians, um, so that we just had that basic musical flow. There was no, we weren't figuring out the craft of the Ableton or anything else like that. Um, and then we kind of grew it from there. Up until now, I mean, uh, uh, my, 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 uh, my partner's son came in and he was able to do it. Uh, and he was a 15, 15 year old. Mm. Um, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, totally. I mean, almost with the same kind of play instincts that you had, just jump into it. You know, yes. it was so much fun to watch him. And, um, I, I, I will say as part of the disclaimer, his, his mom, his mom was with him. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's a it's a total side note and something worth talking about. But uh, in in working with um, and I've I've friends that have worked with kids and uh, uh, making sure that a kid it's not about a liability. It's making sure that a kid doesn't uh, you, you have to it, you, you do it because um, if if a kid doesn't know how to process what's going on, no matter how no matter what your intent is. Uh, a, a parent has to be there because you have to be able to have that, that, that hand. That's why I, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm pretty adamant in, uh, minors not being in one-on-ones, uh, in one-on-ones alone. Mm. Um, uh, so I mean, it's like, it's even down to that, yeah. down to that detail and why, why it's important so that, uh, so that, uh, my, my partner's son, uh, his his mom was in the next room with me, but he knew that he was safe. Yeah. Um, uh, it was also a special circumstance because he knows me, and he's able to trust uh, to to trust my friend. And his mom is is right there. Yeah, like five feet away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the door the the, <laughs> the door room, is not latched. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the door is not latched. Yeah. It's it's right there. It's it's. It's almost kind of funny because like there's 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 like so nothing untoward about this, right? Yeah. But like, but you guys are like you know like thinking through at that level, right? Yeah, like in a, in a in a scenario where where like there's there aren't any, I guess maybe something here is a sharp object, right? <laughs> like there's maybe a sharp object if you really tried, right? You know, um, but you guys have thought through to that degree, and, and it's important because it. <laughs> consent, 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 uh, consent, and it, it it has to be present in 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 what we do. It's, it's um, so fascinating because it's like it, that, that. I mean, I love it. I love that you guys are thinking those terms because this is so. This is so on that level like innocuous, right? Because yeah. like when we're often having the consent discussion, we're often talking about stuff that involves sexualized content. Uh, horror stuff, maybe even you know like you know, BDSM techniques, yeah. and and there are people you know in this space who play fast and loose with consent in should. in those realms, yes, yeah. and it's and and yet and people who are like making the very opposite like Whisper Lodge, you go to Whisper Lodge and it's like they're like consent forward, and it's like it's ASMR stuff. It is people. Gently talking into the microphone and maybe getting some crinkle paper 
I'm letting you know. Actually, Aubrey Plaza did one of these for like oh, Vanity Fair or something like that. Man. And like, I'm like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> it's like 35 minutes long. Yeah. Like, it is serious. By the way, Juliet, it is 35 minutes long. Um, <laughs> and, um, so, well, add, it, add I don't know. It's, 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 it's one of those things where like uh, part of me is like cackling inside because um, y- you guys. I'm glad you don't. You guys could stumble through this thing with like out any of that stuff having been thought through. Yeah, and, and early on that's fun. fine. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and and early on, I think all of us who are practicing the craft, you, it, there's there's a certain amount of that that that's just kind of part of discovery. But there's a difference between discovering something for yourself and and sharing it with an audience for, mm. for one. The other thing, and this goes for me for both consent and diversity. It's not just. Um, uh, crossing your T's and dotting your I's. When you take consent into something at the root level, then you get consent and a willing audience from the beginning. You yeah. get a, a sense of participation, and that's rewarding for them and for you. So it's not about regimenting something. It's about giving someone the easiest way in to connect with your piece. Yeah. It's the same thing with, diverse, with diversity. It's not about like, oh, I have to follow these rules. Get other perspectives. It's the perspective thing that's so important about diversity and inclusivity. Yeah. Like, that's the thing everyone misses. It's not about... And even And it's a thing that people miss when they try and make it by the book and they treat it like it's a checklist. It's yes. like, a, oh, we need we need this, this, that... Oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. We need this, 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 and that. Yeah. You know, like, we need, we need one of every color of the United Colors of Benetton. And yep. it's like, you're not taking... This is why people talk about tokenism, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not taking in the perspective. Mm-hmm. You're not engaging with the perspective. You're mm-hmm. not creating a feedback loop to push things forward. The thing that's so interesting to me about um, the potential in any immersive form, be it theater or virtual reality or AR, whatever, is the ability to put people into a visceral connection with a perspective yes. that they are not yes. normally yes. able to yes. engage yes. with. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. you got to do that as authentically as possible yes. and yes. not in that I bought it at Crossroads authentic, yes. but <laughs> in an actual yes. authentic sense. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, on top of that, right, um, getting those perspectives, someone needs to see themselves, the, the participants in the work and your ensemble and your designers, everyone needs to see themselves reflected in the work. Mm. Uh, the, that's also the issue with appropriation. Okay, yeah, you participated in in it, but if you if you if you just do a shaker in the background and it, and it means nothing, great. Thanks for for having me be a shaker in the background. Yeah. But it uh, and and it's the other thing for me with with immersive. We have to look at it and write it from second person present tense. It's it's for you. You do this. You do this. You do this. And that means yeah. that that you is a member of your cast. Yeah. And that you has to be taken into consideration. You have to be able to see yourself reflected in your actions. One of the things that's interesting about the fact that you guys are, you, this show is attached or at least semi-attached to the Hollywood Fringe. It's happening simultaneously, maybe happening as part of it. Are you guys, yeah, you guys... We're, we're working with it. I, I, I want to make sure that we're, uh, I, I'm not at the point, I'm not at the point, what, what we're 90% of the way there, yeah. but the, but the ink is not dry on yeah. the contract and so I'm not saying that we're a part of it, yeah. but we're at the, we're at the least on the fringe of the fringe. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the very <laughs> least at the fringe of the fringe. Um, because what's interesting is there's going to be a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in the immersive category in the fringe this year. Hollywood fringe for those who are listening from outside. Uh, come on, it's me. I talk shorthand. Um, <laughs> and there's inevitably there's going to be people who um, use immersive as a marketing term 
and maybe don't really embrace it. And there's even people who are going to embrace it, mm-hmm. but don't embrace what you were just talking about, which is the second person plural, mm-hmm. the you. That this is that that the you is part of the ensemble. That is the participant is integral, or the participants mm-hmm. are integral mm-hmm. to the experience. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's the key in immersive, mm-hmm. is that it doesn't have to be fully participatory, mm-hmm. but the audience, the participants, they must be integral to it. Yeah. If you were to remove them from the show, from mm-hmm. a run, if the show could just keep on running, you probably don't have an immersive. Mm-hmm. Ironically, of course, people point out that, like, well, you could totally remove everybody from Sleep No More, and it would just run just fine, with the exception of, like, the one-on-ones, right? Yeah. People would just be miming to, like, someone who wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um but even then, like the, I would say like the real nature of Sleep and War, which is that you're also fighting the, you know, there's the herd and the crowd well, and like you, know, people pushing you. through, because right? Like, sleep No More, it literally affects Sleep No More if an audience is there or not. And not yeah. just in the timing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they designed it to, to adjust to what those effects are. Yeah. Uh, no, there's an elasticity to it. Like exactly. no, no two runs are exactly the same because of the presence of the audience, right? Exactly. So like, and that's, that's that extreme edge of of immersive and then there's the the immersive that is so uh i mean th- there could also be like one-on-ones that are totally presentational oh and that, often are yeah and that's yeah i, I love yeah. that you said elasticity um and, and you've also described in really cool ways that um you think of yourself as an audience member that you're dancing with um you're, you're dancing with the, the person that you're sitting across from yeah uh which it, it is very much that way uh, it's the audience is a is is your audience a chorus member in in the chorus line in the background and we're just making a minor adjustment to them or are they a, a central character yeah um, and you know I, we all get overexposed to this uh, you know as as we've both talked about you can feel like a one on one is a performance at you not mm-hmm. with you not yeah. for you yeah um, there was I went and saw Kaidan and maybe I told you about this at one point but I had this one on one with an actor and. And she, we were playing with a sandbox, and, and she asked me a question, and I responded to that question genuinely. And then she kept, she responded to my response. And it was, in that moment, it was real. Like, yeah. in that moment, like, I was affecting everything that she was saying and, and, and how she was responding. And that, to me, like, that's, like, that moment I keep referencing to Spencer with, with Make Music here, because, like, that's what I want, is I want somebody to be over there and... I want them to do something and I get to react to that and throw something back at them and they get to respond and it becomes this genuine collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that. The, the quick side note there, uh, Kaidan is by Rogue Artists Ensemble. Uh, and, and I love that you said that because Rogue is, they're also putting an immersive element in their upcoming Wood Boy Dogfish, uh, uh, Wood Boy Dogfish piece, the yeah. Pinocchio rendition. So the, the opening to that, um, uh, which I, 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 I helped with Kaidan. Uh, I haven't I haven't been a part of Woodboy Dogfish, so I'm excited to go see that too. Yeah, it's like, a, like an immersive carnival or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, which it's perfect for for Pinocchio's story. Exactly. You know, um, and, and that's and and that's something that's interesting that people are chasing in this space is like folks are finding ways to like, well, can we can we bring these techniques in? You know, around the the core of a traditional piece of theater, mm-hmm. and and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, right? nothing you know? at all. And and it's and and this that sense of like, okay, we're building a world. And mm. I, one thing I love about this space is there's this you know continuum of work, you know, which and it's fun that something like make music can fit within 
the continuum of immersive mm. because you know this is nothing at all like a sandbox or mm. or a dark ride immersive theater piece mm-hmm. uh, and it's not really just a recording studio session mm-hmm. because you've designed it so that anyone can do it mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's something that we probably can't emphasize you know, strongly enough is that like, really like Mm. if all you can do is hum and make clicks, Mm. you're going to be fine. Yeah. You know, if you can hum clicks and like push buttons, you're, you're a okay. Yeah. We had someone come in, uh, did a great piece. He just whistled. There you go. Yeah. Whistling was his main contribution. (laughs) And it was fantastic. It was really unique. What's your hope for this piece, uh, at the fringe and beyond? Uh, We've talked a lot about. I, I I feel like it's it's gonna be almost like a music uh, a, a musician's tattoo artist. Uh, the 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 best tattoo artists are people that you submit to and you feel a connection with by looking at the work before you go in, and then you come out with a piece that's quite specifically tailored to your body, mm. uh, and that you keep for the rest of your life. Uh, so that that. I, I think that's my that's the way that I, I look at it and 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 feel it. Um, we've really been focusing on quality, not quantity, um, mm-hmm. rather than people just churning people through. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. What are what are the conditions in which we can have the most meaningful and enjoyable experience? That's something we've been talking a lot about recently. Mm-hmm. You know, whether like you know, like last night we did one at nine o'clock, and we were like, man, is that too late in the day for someone? Like are, are people are people's bodies and minds a little worn out and tired at that point? Like is it better to you know do we just stop it at eight p.m. so that we make sure to have that much more energy and that much more life yeah. in the connection? You know? Well, different people have different diurnal exactly. cycles too, exactly. right? Totally. You know, so totally. Someone someone who picks a ten o'clock slot is going to be like a ten o'clock person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I do think that it. it one of the things that, that we have learned in, in that quality, not quantity, is the, is the amount of pieces that we do. Um, uh, because if you do five or something like that, when you're meeting a completely new person at the end of the day, being able to be present with them for 90 minutes, it, yeah. it's, it's a different type of taxing. And we're, I mean, we've been building this really, really gradually and slowly. So we just tried it with three yesterday. Um, oh, wow. And that was, that was a bit of a marathon. Yeah. Um, so we don't know if we're going to, we'll ever do that many. It'll, it'll definitely be, that'd definitely be later on down the line. I think for our end, um, two sessions is, is, is the, the threshold right now to, so that we're giving someone who comes in, uh, we're, we're reacting to them and, and it's not, um, them just witness, you know, if, unless they want to witness something, it's not just them, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're not exhausted and we're able to be present. Yeah. I think my goal for this moving forward, my life, I'm a, I'm a songwriter, I'm a producer, I work with musicians, I work with bands, we make records. And um, the, the thing that I love about this is that it opens up to anybody. Like anybody can come through here. And, and I'm excited as, you know, people tell other people and the word gets out about it. You know, people who, you know, maybe they were a musician as a kid or maybe they still play guitar, but they don't, they don't have those moments in life to play with it and and to be able to like genuinely like bring that to people's lives where they get a chance to play with music 
in, on, in, a, in a way they wouldn't be able to on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, and maybe they're a lawyer or a doctor or, you know, something that, you know, a construction worker, something that doesn't have any creativity in it and to be able to just drop into this for an hour, um, you know, in, on, on one evening or, or maybe, you know, it turns into, like, I think I would love to see it as like, you know, I, I have clients who come back every three months or something like that because <laughs> they just need that, that piece of their lives so much. Yeah. The, the other thing um, that, that, that that plays into where um, the, the last sort of phase in building this is we're working on, um, we're starting to play with Spotify mm. uh, and building EPs. Um, I feel like the way that this sort of exists online is almost like a, a Humans of New York uh, Instagram piece where you can, um, based on the connection that we feel in the room that comes, uh, we... We, we make uh, we make an EP, you know, make music volume one or something like that, where people can have that validation too and, and have that have that sense of accomplishment. And it's it's a, kind of a cool tapestry. To Their make song, you know, something yeah. they made goes up on Spotify, which is, you know, where Beyonce and Radiohead and, you know, all their favorite bands are up there. Yeah. You know, um, and, and like you said, we, we've got our Instagram page that um, it's going to, you know, show a bunch of, of these works as well. Yeah. More, more tidbits with those, uh, I should say. We're, um, yeah. uh, because we, we want to give... We, part of it is that it's, it's... Yeah, more tidbits of those. I think that that's as much as I can say without yeah. kind of blowing the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Without giving away the... Okay. I think in the long run... <clears throat> pardon me. Um, I, I have this vision for past here, like going into bigger performance spaces where... Um, and, and this would be something we'd have to develop. But... Like, I would love to have this, you know, a table like this, you know, with all these music instruments around, and I would love to have 30 people around me all in headphones and find a way to actively engage 30 people, you know, like together for an hour making something. And I don't, I don't again, I don't know how it works yet, yeah. but like, you know, finding a way to do this in groups and... and There's there's, there's, there's a way. There's yeah, a way. There is a way. Probably still with 10, but like, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and the trick is to do it in a way that you, that we maintain the core and the essence of the piece that we created. It'll be a different piece, but uh, I, I think especially with this, it, it's, it, well, it, it will have the detail and the, and the forethought that we put into things because I don't know that I know how to, we don't know how to do anything any other way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so people want to track your adventures here. Where do they go? Instagram, uh, the guest and the host. Um, uh, if you uh, the guest and the host dot com yeah. is is the is the main way you can find everything there uh, from from tickets to uh, to Instagram to. To the Spotify when the Spotify. Yeah, is. yeah. Okay. yeah. The, the guest, good. the guest and the host. Actually, it started as it's. It's also the name of my solo project, um, which is kind of in the line of uh, like an indie folk music, um, and um, the the name of it and and everything kind of came out of uh, some some teachings from one of my spiritual teachers, um, and and but it. But as we've been working on this, we were, you know, we're saying, oh, well, what do we call this? And and the guest and the host just made too much sense. Yeah. Uh, just from everything. So it's kind of turning into this brand um, that's becoming bigger than uh, what I initially ever thought it would be. 
but I, but I love that because the guest and the host is inherently about like like the body being a host and consciousness being this guest within the body and and so you keep having these different it's really just these different relationships for what that guest and the host look like mm. you know um, you know in this sense a guest walks into my house and I am hosting them like yeah. <laughs> instead of you know like mm. I was saying with uh, you know consciousness and all yeah. that kind of stuff in this case the studio yeah 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 driving the line, I guess, between home and, and creative space. Yeah, the They'll studio, just have to come. The They'll just have to come. Look at me, producer teasing. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth checking out. Once again, I want to thank Spencer and Andrew for being our guests on the show today. You can check out the guest and the host Make music at theguestinthehost.com. There you go. That's how it works. Let's um, let's check in on some some of the news of the week from the the virtual part of things. Uh, consumer VR. Um, we all kind of know. We all kind of know. Those who've never heard the show before, like what the hell is going on? Uh, we we've had a long conversation going on back and forth about uh, virtual reality here. Um, and in the past year or so, I've kind of gotten a little like eh, about the consumer VR because um, it jumped the gun. It jumped the gun. Uh, turns out that consumer VR uh, just it wasn't the right time yet. Ah, ah, but things are starting to change. I hope. I think. Are they? I hope because I plunked down some money on the uh, Oculus Go this week. The Oculus Go being the standalone VR headset from Oculus. This, that is the Facebook-owned company that uh, that uh, helps pioneer and kickstart, literally kickstart, this uh, this re-interest in virtual reality. Uh, the Go is the standalone sort of version of the Samsung Gear. So folks who've had a Samsung Gear VR for the past couple of years, they've basically had this device. It meant, it meant having to have a Samsung phone. But if that was something you, you know didn't want to do or, you know, and as someone who was like, you know, an iPhone user, I was like, I'm not switching phones just for, for, you know, this level of VR, but for about 200, 250, depending on the, the storage you get, you get this, um, honestly, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, in fact, I'm going to reach over and grab it. Um, abracadabra. Um, oh, that, that's the sound of the controller. Um, and that's the sound of the comic book bag that the cord is. Anyway, um, I got this thing in my hand here and it is, uh, is, is gray plastic and, uh, some kind of bungee eyed straps. Um, I will say right away, you know, I've had a lot of different, um, VR headsets on my face. I've had your Oculus. I've had, uh, like, well, the Rift, I've had the Rift, I've had the Vive, I've had um, the Starbreeze, I've had the Daydream. I bas- basically, look, um, if, it could, if it could be mistaken for um, a snorkel goggle setup um, or, you know, uh, one of those things from Half-Life. Um, oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, another piece of plastic that I have yet to find. There's, there's, there's all that... that computerized plastic film that's over everything, right? Whenever you buy something new, I keep on finding it days later. I was like, oh, I was supposed to take that off. Um, all the stuff that's designed to like, oh, this is so you don't scratch it. And I just found another one. So we got that sound here. Uh, so accidental unboxing podcast, which is the dumbest thing humanly possible. What I'm trying to say about this device is, you know, 
Um, this is like the most comfortable thing I've had on my face of this nature. Um, I'm, I'm really impressed by just sort of the vision for what a consumer VR standalone should be. Now, we're a long way from having the void at home, like a long way from that. Although, I mean, it is, I mean, technically, if you're rich enough, you could do it. Um, and something like this, which, as they call it, is a three degrees of freedom uh, device, as opposed to a six degrees of freedom device. Um, this, uh, I think I got that right. Um, this thing, oh, tap, tap the stuff. Uh, this, you know, you can't lean forward. Uh, you can't walk around in the space. There's no embodied VR. Uh, the controller that you have is a very simple remote with like a touchpad for the thumb and a trigger. Um, and some experiences like uh, virtual virtual reality from Tender Claws really take advantage of this setup, like designed really well. In fact, if more people don't crib from that experience, they're just being dumb. But the the, the physical object itself, particularly for 200 bucks, um, I'm almost kind of shocked. This is starting to sound like an ad. Um, no, really, I'm 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 shocked at how comfortable it is. I'm shocked uh, at how good the picture quality is. Um, I mean, the field of view is still the more limited field of view than um, than a Starbreeze uh, setup. Um, it feels actually a little wider than um, than the void that I've experienced of late. Um, and that matters in the long run. And they know it. Like, they're working on that stuff. But just, like, the foam, uh, the, the face cushion, you know, I had the straps on a little too tight the other night. Stop it. Stop it. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about the headset. Um, and <laughs> when I took the headset off, because I had been under for about 40 minutes, I I looked like I had tan lines. <laughs> it was really ridiculous. Um, so, you know, I made some adjustments and, and kind of kept it in, but, um, you know, this is what it should have been. I mean, granted it couldn't be at the start, but I'm holding this in my hand right now and it just, it just feels like it's relatively lightweight. Um, you know, kind of innocuous. It's this, it's this sort of gray beige. Um, it doesn't feel like it's screaming. I'm a weirdo. You should ask my uh, housemate though. Uh, I don't. And, and just like the nose padding, the nose padding is important. Uh, like it's just comfortable. It's comfortable to wear. There's everything that's pretty much come out for the Gear VR is on here. So there's some fun games and there's some interesting uh, apps. It, uh, I'm, I'm curious about the social apps side of this thing. Um, this is an exciting start. And I hope to God that the shakiness in the VR market in the past couple of years doesn't mean that there's just nothing coming out for this thing two months from now. I hope that they've got a nice steady supply. Um, I hope I hope that Delusion uh, comes out in this format. I'd really like to see that. I also think that's one of the things as I was going around and looking for stuff to do, right? Like the store's got things. Uh, there's a, there was a few names that stood out to me. And of course, you know, I, I got the within app. That's, that's the, the, the here be dragons, uh, within company. It's their, it's their built in app, uh, Chris Milk's app. And I got, um, I got, uh, John's app. 
Uh, honestly, like not not bowled over by what's in the Jaunt app. I I wish I could say otherwise, but I was a little bit like, oh really? That's still that stuff still in there? Like it just feels like nothing's moving forward. Um, there's there's all this like sort of big screen content, you know, things and options, and, you can, and of course, you know, just in case you were worried, it does come with Netflix. So, um, you know, I was really disappointed when I bought my toothbrush this year, and it didn't come with Netflix. Like I got the top of the line toothbrush. Didn't go on Netflix. I don't know why. And Netflix is everywhere. My coffee mug has Netflix. Uh, but so yeah, Netflix is on it. Uh, Hulu. Gotta love Hulu. Uh, no, really, actually do. Um, and um, yeah, uh, I've I've enjoyed the time I've managed to spend it so far. I've 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 spent maybe about three hours this week, all total, two and a half, I'd say. Um, and you know. Uh, like I, I, there's definitely some, you know, a little bit of fatigue happens. I had a, a really great time just like chilling in bed, uh, with a thing on my face. Um, again, get your mind out of the gutter. Um, yeah, this is, um, this, this is good. This is good. It's not like, holy God. Oh my, it's changed everything. Um, because it's not that it's the. Hey, you want to check this out? And if there's more 360 video coming, if there's more narrative experiences like that, if there's if there's uh, this whole sort of like low bandwidth, low fidelity immersion um, that that VR can do, if some you know something like virtual virtual reality proves, and I mean it proves that you can make compelling content uh, content in this end of the market. I think we got something going on and this is just the start. Right. And if you think about it, you know, we're sort of, I feel like we've hit the palm pre days of smartphones in VR now, except it's at like in true entry level prices. So if you've been curious, um, if you, if you've got deep FOMO and if you're, if you're particularly, if you're really interested in what's going on with 360 video and sort of how the, the the low end of the spectrum is going, then you could, I mean, you can't do better than this right now. Literally. You know, at 200 bucks, you can't do better than the Oculus Go as the market stands right now. Now, the Lenovo Mirage, uh, I think, is hitting the market either today or just got, like, announced the price. That's going up, like, I think, 400 bucks. Uh, CNET has a review of that unit today. That's got a pass-through camera, so it's got tracking, so you can kind of move around. That is a that is a more robust experience. Um, somewhere down the line, Oculus is going to have another standalone unit, which is um, got a pass-through camera, so that'll also be a move-around experience. Um, who knows how far out from that we are? Uh, I think some people think it's this year. Some people think it's next year. I have no idea when it's actually going to land. Uh, and of course, there's always your full-on Oculus Rifts, your Vives, your Vive Pros, which require a tower. But once you get up on that level, you're talking about thou- you know thousands, not tens of thousands, but thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Um, and while those experiences can be a lot more intense, there's also there's also stuff here. And the more people who have this stuff, the more people will will make material content games. Um, I'm, I'm really curious how the board game thing goes. I got Catan. 
So I'm hoping to find some people to play things with. This could get interesting really quickly. Altspace VR is in there. That's a social thing. I've never been totally sold on the idea of social VR, but I also haven't known a bunch of people who have VR headsets to jump in and be social with. Well, I like that better. Meeting strangers? Never been my thing. Never been my thing. I don't like strangers. I'm very wary. Don't come at me with your vans. Um, yeah. So if you're hoping for like a glowing review or if you're hoping for like some deep technical breakdown, well, sorry to disappoint you. I'm Noah Nelson. I'm always, you know, couching my opinions in, in, in qualifications. But I got to tell you, a few days in, I ain't regretting buying it. And I strongly suspect that a couple of weeks from now, I probably won't be regretting buying it. And if there is a nice steady stream of things to new things to do over the next few weeks and months, then I'll be quite happy with what I picked up this week. And we will be reviewing stuff as it comes out. Um, I'll definitely be talking to people about trying to get some review codes. Uh, and this is a new part of the business for us because immersive, it's all one thing. All right, that's enough of that. The episode is very long as it is. Uh, I hope that was uh, useful to some degree for you. I'll probably write up stuff. Uh, there's uh, gonna be a show review over the weekend because I saw They Who Saw The Deep last night here in Los Angeles. Definitely have thoughts about that. Um, and yeah, uh, let's do all the standard stuff. I forgot to thank the big backers at the start of the show. That is no good. So. Uh, I can't say their names twice at the top of the show next time. That doesn't make any sense. But let's talk about the sustaining backers of No Persinium. They're Bradley Smith, Jan Budman, Lonnie Hansen, Arthur Tubman, Ari Herstan, Sam Kinkin, and Ross Sigworth. Thank you, gentlemen. You make it all possible. Uh, the music, as always, is Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society. I mean, it's by. It's not literally. I didn't, like, shove Chris Porter into, like, a player piano. Ugh. Yeah. So, um... We're not at Westworld yet. Oh, God, Westworld. Should we do a Westworld podcast? Oh, my God. We're going to do a Westworld podcast. Okay, next week on The Irregular, my Westworld reactions. Oh, snap. Yeah. Oh, no, not snap. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. 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 Not for Westworld, for the other thing. It's time to go. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our family. N-O-P. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, thank you all. The adventure is just beginning, and I mean that sincerely. Until next time, I'll see you at the show.